It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Scotty Johnny himself, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, up and down weekend uh, in the Wisconsin sports world. Um, the football teams both did well. Uh, the Packers, in the most unbelievable ending to a game I've ever seen, in a bad way, not like... <laughs> not like uh, Richard Ro- or not Rogers to Rogers Hail Mary end of a game or uh, going, Antonio Freeman, going the length yeah, of the field no, against okay. Arizona and two throws and hitting Jeff Janice in the back of the end zone. Hail Mary kind of. Yeah. No, just total ineptitude by two really good kickers down the stretch. <laughs> and two game winning celebrations. Um, right. You know, because the Bengals yes. gave us one and then the Packers gave one. And um, <laughs> Mason Crosby's was the far more subdued one. Before we get I felt into bad everything. For that. I felt bad for that kid uh, having to be told by his punter mid embrace oh you just missed it yeah son of a he he just turned and you see him his hand up and he was like and he just he just pauses and he realizes that the referees are making the other signal and he's like and he looks to the sidelines like he's looking for his mom and you feel bad for him he's like but i tried but and that and that kid just drilled a a, what a 55 yard game winner the week before so like it's it's there like he's like i'm the best and then he looks at the refs and they're doing the crossy arm thing not the upright arm thing (laughs) it's like i don't understand uh yeah rough game all around we'll start off with this so we can get right into everything uh this week thank you again for joining us everybody uh all our wonderful fans uh in wisconsin across the u.s and across the world uh, thank you again for joining us for another week of Wisconsin Sports Talk. Uh, first off, I'll let you know you can follow this podcast at Scotty Johnny Pod. Pod, P-O-D. It's easy. It's like a podcast. So, um, But you can also follow me. You can follow me because it's wonderful, and I do great things like con- just talking to the Cincinnati fan this week about the face mask he thought he saw on the grainiest photo <laughs> he'd ever – like, it was um, – Swamp Man kind of photo where it's like, hey man, isn't that Bigfoot? You're like, it's not. He's like, isn't he? Yeah, were they broadcasting? Were they broadcasting that game in standard definition? I don't remember. I don't know. This guy found like a zoomed in weird photo where he's convinced there's a face mask on the game winning field goal. I'm like, there really isn't, and you can't see anything in that photo. But anyhow, if you want to see wonderful things like that, you follow me at Not So Humble Host. I give it to you right at the top of the show. I'm the Not So Humble Host. Other shows have humble hosts. We're not that show. We also yep. have Aaron. Aaron, I know you're on Twitter because I follow you. My wife follows you. My son follows you. My mother does not yet follow you, but we'll work on her. Y- your dad does, though. That's fantastic. My dad's so a great follower, up, too. So, you should so follow Bar- my dad. Barnett's, Barnett's, Barnett's make up about a quarter of my followers, I have <laughs> decided at this point. No, you can find me at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. Yes, this is a pod like our real bodies are living in because we are in the Matrix. And this right. is all just virtual reality. So, Something yeah, let's like do it. That. All right. We're going to get going right away here with what we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right. Main event is Packers. 
It's Packers because it's always Packers. You know that. I because know it's that. October. It's October. It's Wisconsin. Yeah, that's how this works. It would be Packers just about. I mean, the only way it isn't is if all we're saying is like, hey, man, Packers signed a new long snapper in uh, March. I don't know how they would do that. But if they did, that would not be first. Well, it would be Maybe. Brewers talk, you know, if the Brewers would have swept the Braves today. But they're far from doing that yeah, right now. We'll get to that. So. Uh, yes, as we <laughs> might started, have, might, have, might have led with the Brewers if that was the case, but possibly, but no, we might bury that to the end of the show. Cause we don't, it's Packers. Packers are, are the story. It's Wisconsin. it's Wisconsin. We talk about the Packers and my, oh my, uh, cardiac pack all the way on this weekend. And, uh, it seems like we get just, hopefully this is that one every now and then kind of like that, that lions game a couple years ago. And since that lions game where somehow Mason missed five field goals. Was it five or seven? It was. I think it was five. It's, I don't want to remember it. It's terrible to think no. about that game, and he doesn't want to remember it either. But no, since that game, he has been maybe the most lights out kicker who isn't Justin Tucker. I right. mean, just because he's been he has been fantastic. The number of fifty yard game winning field goals who he's made, playoffs and otherwise, just he's been fantastic. Um, and people called for his head after that game. They wanted him fired. They wanted him gone. But he has been lights out since then. And he had a bad game. And what I loved especially was Aaron Jones talking about it. He said before he went out to kick the, the last one, the one that won the game, uh, Aaron Jones said he got up, went over to him, said that he loved him, told Mason Crosby that he loved him and said something about how, you know, hey, man, last week I fumbled. It's okay. Things happen. And he went out there and kicked the game when he feel. And that last one, that was dead center. I don't know if there's – nobody has said anything like this, but both kickers who are fairly good kickers. Um, McPherson McPherson's is, a rookie, but he looks – I mean, he just banged through a 50-plus yarder game winner against um, – Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore? Baltimore and the Vikings, right? And Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, he's he's had some good games here. He's, he's looked mm-hmm. accurate. He's looked good. And, obviously, Crosby's been great for years now. Um, right. Yeah. Weird – weird game in in so many ways but I mean, here's the i mean we'll start off with that and we talk about because that's the, the main story is the number of weird missed field goals but i mean like mm. they're both missing and you know like just weird weird games he, he uh mcpherson hit an upright crosby hit an upright on an extra point yeah it, it just i've never seen a kicker hit the flag at the top of the pole before though that was right. a new one when was, mcpherson was missed that one in overtime or at the end of overtime, yeah, yeah that was an overtime. Overtime, one. hit the flag. That's the one where he started celebrating. Yeah, yeah, and apparently because he saw the flag, he must have thought it went in or something like that. But it's um, it, the the fact that it wasn't just one guy, both kickers got the yips at the same time, and neither mm-hmm. one of them has blamed the weather. But I don't know. You start to wonder. There was definitely not that much wind. I don't know what those, was going on. Those flags were those flags were flipping around a little bit up at the top, though. I wonder if there were some weird crosswinds or something like that. It was weird, though. By the way, the Detroit game, he had five missed kicks. He had uh, four field goals and an extra point, so he almost oh, okay. wore. The, if he would have missed that one at the end of overtime, he would have matched that terrible day. But um, yeah, and you can tell too. Like I remember that Detroit game. I was over at my cousin Gene's house in Madison. We had all gotten together as a family for the first time since we'd moved down here with my uh, relatives <laughs> in the southern part of the state. And we're all watching the game. And I just remember that. And that look on Mason Crosby's face, like when he doesn't have it, because we don't see it that often. I remember that Detroit game. And then on the sidelines on Sunday, he had that look on his face. Like he was lost, just yeah. absolutely lost. Like he, like, and the thing is, the kicks continually got worse. Like the first one that he missed with a uh, two and change left, he barely missed that. Then he missed the one at the end of regulation a little bit more. 
And then the one he first one he missed in overtime, he shanked that one. That one wasn't even yeah, close. That one, and was, that was yeah. the closest one. That was a forty yarder that missed by ten yards wide, ten yards left. You know, and he didn't and miss then, all of them though. Like he made yeah. several. Didn't um, yeah, shoot, he, he made, made several other ones in too, regulation. So that's it's weird. It's it's so right. weird because it was Crosby misses, uh, McPherson misses, then Crosby misses again. We go to overtime. Um, Bengals throw a pick. The Packers just laid down and played no offense after that. They're like, play for the field goal. Then they miss the field goal. And then the Bengals go down and miss a field goal, which they thought they had. And then, yeah, the Packers went down and finally got it. And it was just... I was thinking it was going to be a tie by the time we were done. I was just like, no one's going to make one. And and then, of course, Mason drilled the last one right down the middle. Like, he hadn't missed one the rest of the game, which is good for Mason Crosby, too. That's We need him to make that field goal to at least, you know kind of rid rid the body of the toxins that was that game because if he goes in if we go if we get a tie or lose that game with all those field goals you start wondering you know like he's a professional but is that going to get in his head like a close then at the end of course he he drills the game he still drilled a game-winning field goal which is crazy but he i mean mean, you you look back at never seen it it seemed terrible he made more field goals than he missed he missed three he made four i mean we put him on the field seven different times right and that's not a great game but i mean their kicker is actually over two. You'd, ex, you'd, ex, you'd expect him to be six out of seven on kicks. Like I would, yes. Um, I, that's just what you expect from Mason Crosby. So. Right, and I think unlike the Lions game, this one, because what happened is he gets to be the hero at the end, yes. I, I don't think it sticks in his mind as much. I think he can wash that and, and just call it a fluke and then say, yeah, I finished it. I made three of them before that. I just had, a, I had two bad ones there at the end, right. and then yeah, I yeah, got yeah. a good one in overtime. And what's the other thing? Uh, Bogo only ended up punting what once in the game, uh, because twice. the Packers' possessions was like was like uh, field goal or touchdown. Then um, no, they they botched on the first drive. But either way, the entire second half in overtime they didn't punt. The only time yeah, he it, saw the field was to hold the field goal. He had two, and I think one of them was a short field, and one of them was kind of shanked. So he had mm-hmm. sixty-seven total yards of punting, a long of thirty-six. Which is not right, normal so, for him. It's a weird freak game. But, yeah, he shanked one of them pretty badly. But. All right, so now we need to talk about the long snapper, and we've burnt up the first 10 minutes about Packers just talking <laughs> about the special teams battery. <laughs> Here's the thing I want to get at, too, though, is that like while the thing everyone will remember is you know Mason missing a couple there, the, the things that should be mentioned here, too, are um, there was a, what was it, a 58-yard run by Aaron Jones? That turned into no points. Yeah. Um, one of which, what, what was it? That was that was the same drive where Devonte is wide open. He does a little like it, not quite a post corner, more like a post out. So he's kind of mm-hmm. in, and then makes that cut in the second cut, and he's heading straight towards the sideline, standing in the end zone, nobody within five yards. Uh, the guy mm-hmm. is trailing and behind him. Um, like what I mean behind him, I mean like he's got his back turned, so he's closer to the end line than he is to the goal line, and. He's wide open, and Rodgers missed him by forever. Yeah. Just threw yeah. it right out of bounds, and he's not particularly rushed. He, I mean, he got pushed down on the play, but, I mean, Rodgers missed him. That's the game right there. That was at a point – no, that was actually earlier in the game, I think. That was um, that was the one where we got the field goal, I think, because that one was one where it was an eight-point game, or it was a five-point game, and it was about to be an eight-point game. Um, the Packers made it 22 to – was it – uh, 16 or whatever they had at the time, 22 to 14 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's a touchdown, that's the end of the game. There's right. nothing Cincinnati can do. That's just the end of it. But they didn't get the touchdown. They get they have to settle. Um, 
they get that great run from uh, Aaron Jones. That turns into like nothing. So there were two different 50-yard plays the Packers had that put them in the red mm-hmm. zone, and they got three total points out of that. That's not on Mason. That's on the fact that like the Packers did not finish inside the red zone. Um, what, what's with the Wisconsin teams not being able to hit with run, oh, runners oh, in scoring oh. position, man? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was right. That's the thing that I mean, like I think is getting lost here is um, this Packer team used to be killer in the red zone, and actually. The year where people were really mad at Mason at one of his worst uh, field goal kicking percentage years was the Packers scored every time they were in the red zone. Mason mm-hmm. had no like easy gimme kicks. No, he all was of his kicks 40, were forty. 50 all plus. his kicks were forty-five plus. Yeah, yeah, they were super long. He had more fifty-yard attempts than any two players in the NFL that year, I believe. Uh, it was it was a ridiculous number that they had. So it's yeah, it's like jeez, right. ah, just looking at some of these. So they got to twenty-two fourteen. The last play is Cincinnati four, and you know they had the Rogers pass incomplete to Randall Cobb short left. Oh yeah, that's tip. That's the one. Yeah, on the the left side there. So yeah, I didn't get the ball in there. We had the ball at the four yard line. So it's first and goal at the six, second and goal at the five, third and goal at the four. Kick a field goal. Like come on, that's. Mm-hmm. And then you know Jones gets a fifty seven yard run. Dylan for no gain. Short pass right for incomplete incomplete to Adams in the end zone uh yeah that was a that was the game right there because that and I was wrong it was actually that was 22 22 when that happened and then both teams missed a field goal at that point but that one to where he could have hit Devontae in the end zone there's 220 left and we could have gone up by a touchdown right there mm-hmm. that would have been the end of the game I just yeah uh in terms of that though man that Cincinnati defense was good you got to say yep. that they were good. They were ready for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was having a rough day getting up the middle and getting through things. This was a Dylan game. You know, right? AJ Dylan should right. have had the ball way more. And, you know, he, he looked all right. He had a fine game. Just I think he should have gotten more carries than what he did. Jones ends the day with 100 yards because he had a 57-yard run, right? Like, that was that was the end of that one. That's what, what got him over the hump. But before that, he's got... Uh, 13 other carries for under 50 yards. Uh, Dylan actually ran eight carries for 30 yards, long of 17, but it looked like he was able to grind out a little bit better. I don't know. Either way, they end up with 133 yards rushing. Um, P. Ryan, he only had 11 carries. He he looked like he was doing pretty well against that Packers defense for the most part. I'll tell you that I, I texted this out to my family. I was like, this Cincinnati team is basically an offensive line away from being great. Yeah, they are. They've got a lot of good players. Uh, since yeah, and they're coached well, and they play well. And you're right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chase Higgins, Boyd. They got Uzama at tight end. You got Mixon and P Ryan back there. Neither one of those is spectacular, but they're both. Well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't nice be surprised. Cincinnati's been drafting in the top ten for a decade now. So and fair. Unlike unlike Jacksonville, they actually picked up some good talent, especially yeah. over the last couple of years. Ever since. Uh, kind of just the changing of the garden when they let uh and, and nothing against Marvin um Marvin Jones or Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Marvin I Jones mean, is the receiver, sorry. Marvin Jones yes, nothing against Marvin Lewis. Marvin Marvin Lewis did a, a good job but could never make it out of the playoffs. But they kinda had that, you know, once they when they let uh uh the Red Rocket go and they kind of moved on to the next thing and kinda, you know, move they, they did. They moved on and they kinda cleaned house and They've drafted really well. They've got a good young team, and they will be a force to reckon with in the next couple of years as long as they, like you said, get a decent yeah. decent offensive line and uh, um, uh, just continue the 
continue growing. But yeah, that defense looked really good. Um, Awuzie, uh, Bell, Bates, that that defensive backfield. Uh, Reader, other than the one tripping they called and the one they didn't. Uh, What's yeah. with the trippings, dude? Like, I, I don't think there's been a tripping call in 15 years, and there's been like four this year and two missed ones. Anyway. I love the one by DJ Reader, who was fantastic. I loved him out of college, but that was amazing. Did you see? You remember seeing the the replay? Like, he's locked in with a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who's blocking. It might have been Runyon. And then he's mm-hmm. like kind of going down. So what he does is he flips his legs all the way out to kick him with both legs. Like, oh, I fell, but I <laughs> fell with my legs kicking out. And I was like, nobody <laughs> falls like that. It was ridiculous. It was kind of hilarious what? too. And then he was really, really mad about that call. It was it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. No, speaking of offensive line, so our makeshift offensive line minus their two best uh, players well, played pretty and without well. Myers. So, I mean, yeah. like, we, oh, we're, and we're, Myers is gone, too. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I, yeah. Three starters of off this line are gone. Jenkins, Bakhtiari, and Myers all gone for this game. And still, that went that went pretty well, I would say. They gave up uh, two sacks. Uh, and, I mean, they ran for 133 yards. Well, and we just talked about it. The Packers only punted twice. There was a lot of missed field goal, missed opportunity, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the offense is moving at no point. I mean, early on in the game it was a little sluggish, but, uh, um, but, uh, yeah. at no, at no time did the offense look like it was stalled out or just terrible. No, so, the and offense, that offense fine. just, and, yeah. That and Rogers never, Rogers never once now Rogers really good at not getting hit, but never once was he just like, absolutely. I mean, there's always a couple of plays in every game where, you know, someone gets up the middle and he has to go down fast, but you know, never did it look like he was under duress like constantly under duress. Right. Like like Mahomes last night versus the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, that that was rough to watch. But yeah, that no, I think game. the biggest that thing is. is if Rodgers can really get himself a little more right cuz he's still missing several things that that he normally would make, um that would be great. We really have not gotten Bob Tunyon going at all yet this no, year. No. He has been Rodgers has missed him on a couple big plays that he could have had. There were about two touchdowns he's missed this year. Rodgers just just overthrows him. And um, yeah, last last week was the one where he had the linebacker just burned, right? And this week he had one against the safety where he was behind him and he just just overthrew him. There, there yeah, there's just been a, two plays like that in the last two weeks where he's just not he's not in timing with him. He's in just incredible timing with Cobb right now. Yeah, um, it's going very well there. I mean, Cobb's not getting. Oh a no, ton. God! And and and, and uh, that bringing Cobb back looks like the right decision right now, especially for the <laughs> like cost. So. so he had two catches for thirty yards, along of fifteen. Especially since the other one was thirteen. Since we couldn't get Stephen Gilmore on a six-round draft pick, you know, I'm glad at least we got Cobb. So. Yeah, and now we've got Jalen Smith because we're trying to make the entire defense Smiths. It's if Jalen Smith can play even a quarter as well as he did, like in his prime, you don't get released from a team if you're if if some if everything's right with the world. But if he can play like a quarter with the way with with way Campbell's playing, man, yeah, he doesn't have to be killer. He just has to be better than you know Orrin Burks, and it's worth. I, I it. mean, he could be Blake Martinez, and he'd oh. be fine. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a little bit there to get Blake Martinez's name up in my head. I had to go through the Rolodex. So, so. <laughs> Nice. That, that's the sound uh, a Rolodex makes, kids. Uh, kids, a Rolodex is a thing of paper on like some spool, so you have to like flip cards to try to find people's names. People used to keep addresses and phone numbers on them. You have yes. no idea. It was our phones. Yeah, <laughs> it's on your phone. It's, it's, it's what Outlook is now. 
Entire anyway. desk, entire offices are basically on your phone now. Um, yes. But yeah, Adams had his first 200-yard receiving day, apparently. So this was, yeah, fantastic. But only gets the one touchdown, was missed on mm-hmm. the other one. And uh, yeah, just he had a very good game, too. <laughs> just defense looked all right. Campbell has been just killer yeah. for this team. Hey, before we move on to Campbell, Damoski put out today that uh, that was the first game where we had a 300, 200, 100 in, in oh. uh, Packer history. Um, okay. with Rogers, with Rogers, Devonte, and um, and Jones, uh, Aaron yeah, Jones, cracking because I mean, what Devonte had two of six, and uh, he doubled up uh, Jones, who had one of three. So did. yeah, which yeah. I would have thought the Don Beebe game, where Don Beebe had like two hundred and fifty yards receiving way back when. Yeah, I forget it was. Uh, apparently, we apparently we didn't have a, a running back get over hundred yards. So I'd have to see what go. game that was. Yeah, that was. Um, uh, that was like it was against the Brett 49ers. Yeah. yeah. 49ers, 98, maybe? Anyways. Yeah, something like that. I was in high school. Uh, uh, looks like, anyway. yeah. So that, that's yeah. a big deal, though. That's a, that's a pretty impressive game. It, it kind of shows that the offense was, uh, despite uh, the lack of points and, you know, not cashing in on red zone opportunities, that there's stuff there. You know, they're, they're hitting the ball, but it's just not getting out of the infield right now. So I'm, I'm just going to keep sports it. metaphor to talk about sports. And I'm, I'm actually just we could I'm just blending the Brewers game into the Packers segment. Anyways, um, but yeah, yeah, so now on to Campbell. That dude's a beast. He's been fantastic. That interception yeah. was hilarious. We were saying before we started, I was like, I feel like the Campbell essentially convinced Joe Burrow that he was on his team somehow because mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is not throwing to anybody else. I mean, like it's he's just throwing hey, right to him. Um, jo- Joe Burrow saw a yellow yeah. helmet. An LSU, LSU right? yellow helmet and threw at it just out of habit. Yeah, but no, I mean, he, he thought the guy running the short hitch was going to cut inside, but instead he sat. Um, he and, thought he was going to zig and he zagged instead, yes. Yeah, we needed Campbell to score on that play apparently because the offense completely sat down and, and did nothing um, mm-hmm. and just thought the game was over at that point, and then a field goal got missed. So, yeah, it was bad. It's like in the old NCAA football game on PS3 when uh, you're stuck in dynasty mode and you're going through high school and they just they just give you the the the, the all hooks nice. is the only is the only play you can choose when you first start and you're like I don't want all hooks I want okay. someone going deep at least one person oh I can't call audibles yet no this is garbage I don't want to throw f- four or five yard button hooks that's not how football works. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. Other ones that was that that was that play. Joe pressed, Burrow. Joe Burrow was looking at. I want to hit X, but wait, what? Yeah, he's pressing wrong. Yeah, he just sat it. Yeah. yeah, it's that little blue route they give you on on NCAA where you're like, oh, he's gonna go. Oh no, he didn't. Oh. Or, or if you accidentally yeah. leave your uh, thumb on the left uh, toggle stick and you're like leaning <laughs> it like right yeah. or left and you're not paying attention, you throw the ball and it throws it a little bit right or a little bit left to lead him, and then you're like, oh, sh- I didn't mean to. Ah. Oh, oh. Here we go. Now, now I'm going to see my quarterback with 40 speed run down a defensive back with an interception. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, other than that, uh, I'll say uh, Dean Lowry had a fairly decent game. He, he applied a couple pressures. I think he got a sack and a, a pass defended. Uh, yeah, Preston Smith got a sack. He he did fairly well up front. They they mostly just brought four and were able to get some pressure with it this time. I mean, well, what's what's not funny between work, the between the between the defense and the offense? You know, the offensive line, all the hog mollies up front, missing uh, Bakhtiari, um, 
Jenkins and now Myers too. It seems like they're stepping up. Preston Smith, who has been a shell of himself the last two years. Now Zadarius is in around. All of a sudden, Preston Smith is playing well. Jair goes down and we're like, oh no, this is not going to be good. The defensive backfield did pretty good. Save that one Boyd touchdown that kind of got a little out of And Savage had it and just missed the ball in the air. Like he's right there. Just didn't actually touch the ball somehow. Right. And and Savage was on him for over 40 yards, basically at that point. Yeah. And, and the so, other thing is, too, King was out that, that whole fourth mm-hmm. quarter. He got something hit in the shoulder yeah. or something. I mean, he and King hurt. was playing well, too, on top of it. We've always he said had a that. a couple King's, nice tackles. Yeah, King's always just a, a matter of circumstance where he just finds himself in the worst possible situation, and he fails at it. So, like, no, they've been playing really well. On both, like, all the people that are where we're lacking star power tended not to play bad and like dean lowry who we've all written off as you know him and lancaster like eh, whatever just another northwestern guy yeah just another (laughs) just another corn-fed northwestern guy you know (laughs) a half of half-filled uh trash can of dirt um you know hard to push around but you can still push them around if you try Mm -hmm. so uh no it was it was good and uh i'm kind of afraid that you know campbell's been playing really well and rogers uh really talked up uh, Campbell in the post game yesterday about how well he's doing. And so um, with that said, what was your favorite uh, Campbell moment at uh, linebacker? Cause if Aaron Rodgers said he did a good job, that means he's gone tomorrow, right? They're going to release him. <laughs> That's how this works. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> a little. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Next week though, guys, next week, Packers bears. It's bears week Field. at soldier field. Maybe the last time at soldier field before they moved to Naperville. Or where are they moving? Yeah. Arlington Heights. Arlington Heights. That's where it is. As I as as, as I said on uh, as I said on Twitter, as if Arlington Heights didn't already have enough horse crap, let's bring on the Chicago Bears. Just why would you? I don't. I hate the idea of them leaving Soldier Field. I do. I just oh, I hate oh, it. I thought I thought you were saying why would you make that joke? I'm like, because it's a horse track, John. No, no, I get it. It's, no, no, okay. that part I get. I'm just, I get it. I, I hate the idea funny, of them leaving Soldier Field. I just I do. It it bugs me. I understand they they might do it, but geez, um, Packers right now are favored in this game. Uh, it's looking like a four and a half point spread over under a forty five. This is this is gonna be a weird one. I don't know what we're gonna get from this Bears team. I think Montgomery is still. We'll see if he's gonna be able to play. He's their leading rusher. He's been hurt, and I think it's gonna be a couple weeks. Well, they're not showing him on their injury report right now for sure, but we'll see what goes on there. Justin that's Fields now Matt, listed that's as questionable. That's just Matt Nagy can't read, and he doesn't yeah. know to put him on the injury report yet. Akeem Hicks is out as of the 11th. They have him listed as out. Good. Uh, Justin Sorry. Fields, questionable. No, I mean, he's he's a fantastic player. Um, oh, yeah. Him. No, that's what I mean. Like, I, I never wish injury on anybody, but if Akeem Nix isn't playing, that dude tortures. He's one of the few guys that actually, like, really beats up on the Packers. Yeah. Like, and we're going to have a beat-up offensive I mean, line. It, in in the last in the last twenty years, nobody from the Bears has really beat up on the Packers. Akeem Nix seems to hit home every once in a while, so he yeah. makes it a, a pain in the butt. Yeah, so we'll, well see. he's the one that is he the one that that uh, twisted uh, Rogers' knee? I don't I don't think so. I'm trying to remember. I don't I don't think that's the, the, the week the week one game where he was out and then he came back and brought him all the way back um, from uh, four touchdowns down. Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't remember. I want to say that was Nix that got him on that one too. So, okay. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I just this defense is hard to figure out. Just like I mean the the Bears defense. 
because mm-hmm. they, they, they look good sometimes, but they kind of look, I don't know, they don't look great yet. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to get there or that they won't, I guess, but I, I don't think they're as good as, as we would normally expect the defense to be. They are eighth in DVOA. Um, they did score a touchdown against, uh, was it Cleveland before, you know, mm-hmm. Fields just about lost that game or whoever they're playing. No, Cleveland's the one that got destroyed. It's the week before. I forget who they they almost lost to when they had a 14-point lead and Fields tried to lose it for them. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's going to be rough to see. They have a very good defense. I don't think it's as good as what people think it is, but the DVOA well, is still it, there. Well, well you got to remember, too, that that defense was a little banged up when they had to make up for an offense that only got 46 yards in the game a couple weeks back. So they were kind of out there the whole game. And so, hey, does HaHa Clinton Dix still play for the Chicago Bears? No. no. Oh, I thought they won that that part of the yeah, deal. Yeah, they sure did. Adrian Amos was junk, I thought, and <laughs> HaHa was going to be the second coming of uh, Ronnie Lott. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I'm just trying to find. Oh, there it is. Why he came up with Ronnie Lott for a safety? I don't know. He's but the safety. That was a, that was a that was a good one. Yeah, him and Willie Wood. Uh, that dude. For... That that dude. That dude lost a finger in a game. I know. <laughs> anyway. I know. I mean, it's a fantastic story, but yeah. Um, the Bears offense right now, though, is ranked 29th in offensive DVOA. So, I mean, like, Nagy's a genius. The Packers are eighth. I mean, and the Bears are eighth in DVOA defense. Uh, but the Packers defense is not 29th. They're 23rd. They're, behind, they're right behind Pittsburgh right now. So, yeah. I think the big thing is that the Packers. Well, and, and, the, and the Packers defense is still still cleaning up that Saints game. Like you eliminate that Saints game. They're a lot higher than that. Yeah, we are that, still going to be playing without uh, without Jair. And th- th- say what you want. The Bears offense has some playmakers at, mm-hmm. at a lot of positions. I mean, David Montgomery is an above average type of back. He's not a pro mm-hmm. bowler. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's he's an above average guy. He's nice mm-hmm. to have. And you'd like to have five years of him. Um, but is he he's just, Jamal. He's Jamal Williams, man. Yeah, he's maybe the fourth best starting running back in the NFC North because yeah. you know, DeAndre Swift is really good. Yeah. Um, and Delvin, Delvin Cook is, when healthy, one yeah, of the best. He's, and yeah, top five, and so is Aaron Jones' yeah. is top five. It's just whether you not you think DeAndre Swift is better than than uh, Montgomery, and I think he is. Bears fans will be angry about that, but I think you know it's what I think. And I'm Bears fans are angry. Right. They are angry, and they should be. Yeah. And it's Bears week. To hell with them. I it's don't gonna care. be weird. It's gonna be a weird game, and I think the Packers are gonna they're gonna win by two. That that this, it's it's like <laughs> it's I was saying twenty seven twenty five. You know, like I, I had to I had to uh, I had to asterisk what I was saying about Akeem Nix too. Like no, I'm right. not happy. I'm not happy that he's injured. I'm happy he's not playing against Packers because he's a beast and that helps <laughs> yeah. the Packers out. But I never wish injury on any person ever. You know, so yeah. that th- that's all garbage. And you know, I've said that. Uh, you know. Earlier this season, like I was afraid that uh, Nagy was going to ruin Justin Fields, like he's ruined, you know, Trubisky, or he didn't either way. But like, yeah, that you know, because I feel bad for Justin Fields. He's a good young quarterback. I, but you know, and I wish him the best, and I hope that he gets good coaching. He doesn't get a raw deal because you know this is his life, this is his career, and everything else like that. So that so, said, this is Bears week, so yeah. I hope he throws five yeah. interceptions. I hope the Bears have. <laughs> Negative twenty yards. Um, I and the, <laughs> hope a meteor hit. I hope a meteor hits their side of the sideline or their side of the field and the sidelines. I don't know. No, I wouldn't say I that. But, you did. Um, 
Um, I did. I, but, I did. I hope I hope a couple Bears fans get too drunk and fall down the stairs at Soldier Field. Um, skin their knees. Yeah, I uh, I think this is going to be. I think it's going to be. Let me, the forecast is supposed to be. Oh, it's supposed to be like sixty and sunny with no wind in Chicago on Sunday because we're going to be down there for a wedding. I already looked that up. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's going to be a route by the Packers. I don't even think it's going to be close. Right. So, um, I hope I'll you're right. A, I'll give it a thirty-two eighteen Packers. So. Because I know geez. I was, I knew I was way off on the uh, the Bengals score last week. I know we were both kind of in the ballpark, but uh, I had thirty-two I nineteen. I, yeah, is that yeah. what I said last week? No, you said forty-two twenty-four. Oh, yeah, I was way off. I'm not. Nice. I'm off. I'm off this year, man. Yeah, we'll get better as it goes on. All right, let's let's kind of change gears here. We'll go down a level down to college football, where we can talk briefly about this Wisconsin game because it it is exactly what you thought it would be. Uh, the game itself was, you know, the Badgers ran the ball against Illinois. Uh, they gave up zero points to Illinois because Illinois is not a good team. Uh, they knocked out the starting quarterback early, unfortunately, too, for them. Um, and then their backup went 8 of 27. Sitkowski went 8 of 27 for 55 yards. Nice. I'll say this. The one problem with the Wisconsin defense is they do not force turnovers. They should mm-hmm. have more picks. They should have more. They got one fumble recovery. Which is nice. You finally get in those, those recoveries. Oh no! So they they had one football lost. I'm sorry. So I got that wrong. So yeah, the defense just doesn't. They don't get the turnovers they should be getting on this team. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just something about the secondary because the the, the strength of the defense is definitely the front seven. Yeah, especially the linebackers. Uh, Nick yeah. Herbig is crazy good. Sanborn is incredible. Uh, Leo Chanel has been playing really well. Uh, the where do we end up here? We got a hundred yards on ten of nineteen passing for Mertz. Still doesn't look all that comfortable back there. But Illinois is a team you're going to beat. They're going to get Army next week, which is going to be weird. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't get to play triple option much. Uh, but we're just going to put everybody kind of in. Um, the Badgers have the linebackers who can do that. They have the discipline to stick with that. Uh, I think the Badgers the got good yeah, they got a good front seven, so that'll help out a lot. <laughs> yeah, and players who weigh over three hundred pounds, which. Right. Army doesn't get to do very often. So, yeah, it's. No. I think the Badgers win next week by whatever the coverage is. Um, but still, this game was basically what you thought it would be. They ran as a team for 391 yards against Illinois. Illinois ran for a total of 26 yards and threw for a total of 67. Yikes. They didn't get 100 yards of offense. Yikes. Um, yeah. So that's what we got. And those, are, those, are, some, those are some gaudy uh... – Jonathan Taylor numbers, some uh, gaudy uh, Melvin Gordon, gaudy Ron Dane numbers. Oh, John, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of rushes from Chaz Malusi, who got 145 yards. And Braylon Allen, the rookie, the freshman out of Fond du Lac, he also got 131 yards. But somebody was missing. Somebody didn't get carries in this mix. And now they're gone. Now they're not on the team. Yeah. Um, it's super strange to to be losing a running back like this just just released and there hasn't really been an explanation as to exactly what's going on with Jalen Berger, but he's been released. But Aaron, you said you heard beforehand that it was not off the field related, but no, it, I mean, was it wasn't not, on it was the field off, related. It was not off. It was not off the field related. That's and that was put out by Matt uh, by UW. But it wasn't by the Badgers. It wasn't on the field related either because he was doing well. He looked very good out there. I, well, Seriously. he was the starting running back coming into the season. Even after they got Ches Malusi, um, on the tran- out of the transfer portal, 
Was that? Well, yeah, yeah. Trash sure. reporter. Anyways, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, it was like, yeah, it's still Jalen Berger's starter. And then week one, it was all Ches Malusi and no Jalen Berger. Yeah, that got changed and very suddenly. Then, it was weird. Do you and and like not? It's just same thing as this game. Like it was, it went from him being the starter what two weeks before to Ches Malusi and no Jalen. Like Jalen Berger didn't get any touches at all. And then over the last couple of games, he's had some touches, and now he's dismissed from the team. What? the heck is that all about like is there some internal power struggle or something i don't know this is also the second running back to get released from this team the first one was involved in a fight and the police were called so that's one thing and he he swears and i i don't know what happened so he says he was attacked and he just didn't like what was going on and he's upset about being released but I don't know what happened. All I know is police I mean, were called and they didn't say anything else about what happened. And I don't believe he was charged or we would have heard about that. I mean, we, we and that's what we do is speculate too. And you wonder, like, I don't know, was he a friend with Burger and Burger's all butthurt about that whole thing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that was that was a long time ago. And so, yeah, I don't know. How long but ago was that? Seriously, uh, this was back in like week one or something, right? When that oh yeah, got but released? still the season. I was like, yeah, I mean, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, it's still the season though. Like, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing, and you know, and it's one of those things too that obviously there's something up that is of some sort of it has to be uh, kept secret because there's some kind of damaging information here. Otherwise. Why does it, how does it behoove the Badgers and Paul Crisp? Did I say Crisp? I did. I, Paul Crisp and and his recruiting. I mean, how can he look a, a recruiting? Why do it mid season, too? Like, uh, what is it that you have to do to get him off your team mid season? What is going on? I mean, like, it is getting weird that this is all going on at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. And you wonder if there, there's just some other story behind it that we're not getting. And I don't know. And I can't speculate about it because it would be ridiculous and stupid to do. But I'll say this. But I'd but rather we don't see... get paid, so we can. Yeah, you we know? can, right? <laughs> I still, I think Braylon Allen's the better running back. Man, is he, he is tough. That kid looks right. amazing. Um, so, yeah, either way, they're going this week. They'll win next week. They'll be 3-3 three and three going into Purdue. And that's what's going to happen. Just, I'm letting you know, they're going to beat Army. And then Purdue doesn't look that good. There's a chance to get to that. I still think there's a chance to get to a, a winning record by the end of the year, but they're not beating this Iowa team in a couple mm-hmm. weeks when they go when they go when they're playing Iowa. I don't care where they play; they don't belong in the ballpark with that Iowa team right now. Yeah, that's where we are with Wisconsin football. But we can um, we can make you feel worse though. We can talk about you know this Brewers playoff, and I hate to make it you know terrible, but um, this is this is not working right now. And I think we had talked about this beforehand, right, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was saying like, Hey, don't worry about this. This isn't, this isn't the, you know, the, the last couple weeks of, of the season. They're like, look, it doesn't matter. The division champs, uh, they're, they're going to the playoffs. They're going to get a home series. They're going to be the two seed. There's nothing you can do about getting the one, you know, council's not worried about it. Why should you be? And I was like, well, I'd be, I don't care that they're not winning, but they look so lackluster. They look just like, they looked like they couldn't hit. And it turns out they can't hit still. They've they right. have one home run, and that is all they're scoring. One home run by uh, Rowdy Telez in game one in the eighth inning? Seventh inning. Sure. Seventh inning. Either way. Yeah. Seventh inning. And then uh, I hate Jock Peterson. I don't hate <sighs> a lot of people. I hate Jock Peterson. 
Well, he killed him by himself today. He hit a three-run home killed run, him, which killed, was it. Killed him. He hit a home run in game one, and luckily that was a solo shot, and then beat them by himself today on a, on a pinch hit. He's not even a, in the starting lineup. But, I mean, we just need to go back to, like, 2018 when he was on the Dodgers. That dude beat up the Brewers during the NLCS, too, like, with just clutch hitting. It's yeah. like, uh, The biggest thing, I mean, like, it doesn't matter what you do. If you score zero runs, you lose. I got into this with on Twitter the other night too. Someone was like, "Well, Woody was missing his spots, and you know he wasn't pitching well." I'm like, "Why are we beating up on Woody?" Yeah, he had an offish game. I'm like, "It doesn't matter. He he could have he could have had a great game. He could have had a perfect game, and he wouldn't have won because well, they scored zero runs." I'm like, "We shouldn't be beating up Woody for giving up three games, three runs in a playoff game against a playoff team. That he, is to be expected." He got a quality like, start. All of our pitchers yeah. have had quality starts. I mean, even right. Freddie with the one, the one three run blast here. It's like all of them go in there, pitch well. The problem is you have to give up zero runs. You have to give up right. zero because right. we aren't. And then scoring. it was, and then it's, and then and then the whole thing on the the toxic Brewer Twitter is, well, these Brewers pitchers know that they're expected that they have to give up a run or less. And I was like, a run or less. I'm like, if they would have given up a run, they would have lost because their yeah. offense is scoring zero runs. They are now on a. 18, 19, 20 game score or 20 inning scoreless streak right now after Roddy to left. And actually without Roddy's home run, there is no other offense for the Brewers to include stranding second and third with no outs in the fourth inning today and pulling Peralta, who is pitching just fine from the game to put in a pinch, uh, a pinch hitter to try and make some offense. And they still couldn't do it. Second and third with no outs, John. Second, yeah, third, no, no one. And yeah. and I think I I think I was throwing up some cautionary flares in the last part of the season here, when everybody else was like, "Well, this is what happens when you build up a big lead at the end." Blah blah blah, whatever. And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't want to back up into the playoffs either. You don't want to have to beep 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 into the playoffs like they did, getting yep. swept by the Cardinals, sweeping the Mets, and then getting swept by the Dodgers, and really looking just." absolutely apathetic against the Dodgers too. Like, you know, I know they yeah. didn't have anything to play for, but just to let the Dodgers walk all over you like that. And the, the, the Cardinal series wasn't close either, you know? Yeah. And so minus the one glimmer of hope that was the sweep against the mess, like they really backed into the playoffs and, you know, and when you're running up a, a lineup, whose batting average is under 260, when Avi Garcia is your best hitter at like 279, yeah. that's your best best that's your best batting average and you can sit here and tell me about war and all this other crap all day long but when your best batting average yeah. is 279 and also to where's yelich like i yeah. think this experiment's over here. this is over man like th th it was brought up on twitter today well, when yeah. when do we stop putting him in the conversation with rogers and akutatumbo uh, well that was put up by a cubs fan by the way it was, but Marzen when do we do that? I mean, like, he was an MVP th three years we'll, ago. We'll do it when they take away his MVP, I guess. Um, right. But, I mean, it's he hasn't done anything since then. He's well, been relegated to fifth in the order. I, and it's just, it's, it's, it's well, hard to watch. Well, he had two straight it's MVP like, how, quality how can, how, can you, how, can, how can you not, how can you not manufacture a run? Well, and he's not the only team, one not this, doing it. Nobody's this, doing this, it. They're just not hitting at all. This isn't the Smoltz-Glavin um Avery uh, Braves of the nineties where they rolled out, where they were five deep on, you know, quality pitchers. Yeah. You know, they, they, they made it to the playoffs on 
on offense. And our pitchers have managed to keep the offense to a minimum. And in the meantime, made Charlie Morton look like the second coming of Nolan Ryan the other night. Everybody goes through cold streaks. What we've said all year is it's been very good that we've always had this point where it seems like even when some people are down, there's two or three guys hitting. We've hit the one point now where, you know, for the last two weeks here, it seems just nobody's hitting. There, there is nobody yeah. left in this team who is hitting, and everybody's in a cold streak at once, and it's just stupid dumb luck. I mean, it's not that they aren't prepared. It's not that they It's baseball. I mean, you get a five-game series, and if you can't hit, you're done. If you get your cold streaks in the playoffs, you're done, and that's what's happening to the Brewers. Um, but the thing about cold streaks yeah, is in hitting, in hitting cold streaks, having, it could end tomorrow. To Tampa Bay, happening to Tampa Bay, too. Did they lose? Yes, Boston? yes. Boston walked them off, I believe, today. Wow. So... This is the one thing is you get a cold streak like this, it can also end tomorrow. The Brewers, they could come right back out the next day and put up, you know, nine runs. But you know, you know, they got to win luckily, tomorrow. Luckily, they have to win or they go as, as a Wisconsin fan, the Bucks have instilled a little bit of little bit of spark of hope in my heart. After <laughs> all this, after watching the Bucks come back a couple times, you know, especially in the finals down two nothing, you know, like it can happen. I'm not yeah. used to it. It's it's not going to, but you know, it can happen. I, I just don't know, man. Like those bats, I mean, at least they were hitting the ball hard today. Yesterday, or not yesterday, Saturday, it looked like they they were a triple A offense out there. Like, and it's frustrating as heck to watch yeah, to watch our pitchers pitch so well, only to like get zero. I mean if Woodruff yeah. leaves in the off season and decides that he wants to retire and go be a, a retire, a cocoa, <laughs> retire and go be a cocoa bean farmer in Columbia, I wouldn't blame him. You know, I'm out here pitching my uh, pitching my arm off, and I get zero run support. I mean, he gets his ERA at one point was lower than the run support that he got, and still had you know he had two wins after the All Star game. Or what, what was that? Or in the month of I don't know, in a two month period, like that dude is. I mean, they're they're all out there. The fact. I mean, who led the team in wins? It was uh, Suter, right? <laughs> I didn't that should, see who that should say that should say something. Yeah, no, that's not good. There's, I mean, there's a lot of problems with this. But the other thing too is that they made a lot of additions during the season of a lot of guys who are actually going to be back next year. I mean, so the right. the team that got hotter as the season went on and won the division title, that team's coming back with a lot of young talent next year too. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do. We're not going to requiem this team just yet, but they're they're definitely struggling right now. So we'll see where we go. All right, we're gonna lob this off. I guess the only thing we could say about the Bucks is it's preseason. They've played three games. They got one win, and it doesn't matter. Just none of it matters. Uh, no. Fun part: the 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 point leader right now, uh, Nuara, has led the team in points on a lot of these games. He got sixteen, then thirty, then fifteen. I mean, it's preseason games, and they are not playing the stars a lot, although. Antetokounmpo is still doing very well in several of his uh, assist numbers and rebound numbers. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Noara, that would be interesting to see him get some more time. I think they want to get him ready for you know, coming off the bench a lot more in this season and uh, you know, getting more involved in this team. He's definitely a talented player. It would be interesting to see what they do with him. We'll do more hey, of a hey, ramp up for the season as we get closer to the actual season. Hey, has, has Grayson Allen smoked anybody in the seeds yet? I... I'm not watching preseason basketball. I'm just okay. Not well, do just it. just keeping track for the kids at home. So <laughs> that's all. Uh, yeah. Um, hey, I was I was going to say they did have a weird scenario the other night when they were playing down in Memphis. Did you hear about that? Nope. Tell me. 
they, they, they were there was a weird one because they were playing Memphis and uh, at whatever their uh, I like blue carpet.com stadium and uh, a fire alarm went off during the four, third quarter. And so they all had to go back to their locker rooms and blah, 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 whatever. And it was a faulty fire alarm, but it was bam, 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 doing this and that. And <laughs> after it was all fixed, the, the Grizzlies came back out to play and the Bucks had left. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they're, they're like out, out, not sticking around for the fourth quarter of an exhibition game because your stadium's fire secure, fire system doesn't work. So it was an eighty-seven, eighty-eight win for Memphis in that one. So yeah, yeah. well, enough. basically, and I think I think at the end, like luckily Memphis was ahead. Not that anybody's keeping score, but like they would have to make a decision as to whether or not the Bucks actually forfeited or not. So, but yeah, <laughs> this is this is mindless. We got to get down to Beale Street and enjoy some blues. See ya, bye fabulous all right we'll do actual you know bucks stuff as we're closer to season but yeah we're gonna get to the last couple stories that we have here and we'll go more rapid fire with this as we get into the thing that we lovingly call our last call time to look around and get your bearings it's time for the last call all right last call we'll start off wiac football uh, fantastic week this week. I mean, the mo- the least interesting game is Whitewater beat up on Platteville 65-21 to remain undefeated. They are currently the number three ranked team in the country. Uh, two ranked teams met as Lacrosse and Oshkosh played. Lacrosse beat Oshkosh 30-21. to That's an upset. But it jumped Lacrosse up to 14 in the country while Oshkosh fell from 6 down to 19. Uh, first loss of the season for uh, for the Titans. Uh, River Falls beats Stevens Point big time, 56-20. Point Falls to 2-3, and 0-2 oh in the conference. They're not having a year. And then Stout and Eau Claire played a tight one. It was 38-34. to uh, Eau Claire is now 3-2. and two. Uh, Stout's 4-1 and one right now and 1-1 one and one in the conference. So next week, it'll be Stout playing at UWSP. Uh, Oshkosh playing at Whitewater. That'll be a great game to see if you want to see some good football. UW 0 versus the Warhawks. Um, Eau Claire will be playing at River Falls in a regional kind of game. And then Platteville, Platteville will go up to the number 14 ranked Eagles of lacrosse and they will lose. They will just lose. <laughs> um, before, sticking with the kind of brewers ish, uh, depression here, Wisconsin men's hockey dropped from number 11 in the country to number 21. Why do you ask? Well, because they lost to Michigan tech consecutive games at home one to five Yikes. and two to five. Yikes. Guess got beat up by the Huskies. Uh, Huskies were getting to the net almost at will. Good passing by that team, but they were just 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 getting right to the net, so, um, crossing do, right across. You, the defenseman gave Cameron Rowe no help. It was terrible. Uh, do, you, do you do you suppose that was just one where they just overlooked Michigan Tech and Michigan Tech just came down here and punched him in the mouth? I don't know. Uh, Cameron Rowe, I think he had like a 72% save percentage. I mean, they came right at him, and the, the Badgers did not have a plan for what to do on defense there. I know that um, they, Granado likes to have this this team going at a, a high-efficiency offense, like really pushing the tempo down the ice, but they didn't get much that way either. Um, three goals, uh, Caden Brown, the freshman, Dominic Mersh, a senior, and Matthew Desenfal. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but it, he, he's a sophomore, and they got the three goals. They play Good Army question. next, just like football. The Badgers yeah. men's hockey will be playing 
Army, and they'll probably beat them too. But uh, women's I hockey. Realize, I didn't. I didn't realize Army had a hockey team. Oh yes, they do. Uh, is it Hockey East? Uh, whichever I forget whether if they're the NC. Boy, for 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 a kid that lived on USHO.com with the the radio gig in the early two thousands, yeah. I to be I, honest, God, I, it, it didn't even like when you said it, it didn't even click a bell, but or it didn't ring a bell, didn't click a button or anything like that. But now you're th- mentioning it, I'm like, yeah, maybe they did have. Does Navy not have a team then? I don't think Navy does. I know Army does. Okay. Anyhow, to bring us back Dang up it. here, Wisconsin women, Wisconsin women, the best thing, Wisconsin women's hockey. 6-0 and now. They now receive all 15 first-place votes. They beat mm-hmm. St. Cloud State 6-1 to and then 6 to nothing. Uh, in game one, Daryl Watts gets two goals. Sophie Shirley gets two goals. And then a goal each for Maddie Wheeler. And is her Sarah name Sophie was, Shirley? It is Sophie Shirley. Oh, that is She's a been great name. Here. I love that one. We've talked oh. about her for years now. She's been around for a couple years. Really? Yeah, she's a senior now. She's had a couple good years. Uh, Sarah Wozniewicz uh, with the other goal there. Uh, Sarah had another one in game two, uh, as did Casey O'Brien. Daryl Watts adds two more goals and three assists in game two. Uh, and McKenna Webster added two goals and two assists in that one. Uh, they continue to just roll. Uh, beating up St. Cloud State, that's not a nobody team. All right, uh, They will have a very tough matchup next week. They will be going to Duluth to play UMD, uh, the Bulldogs from Duluth, and the, that, the number seven ranked UMD Bulldogs. So that'll be a good one. If you can find that on TV, watch that one. It's been fantastic. They've done a good job, too, of rotating. They've got three different goalies they've been playing. they got Kennedy Blair, who's a graduate student, uh, Cami Cranish, uh, who's a senior, and then also Jane Gervais, who's a sophomore, uh, kind of rotating them into these games here, and they've done a very good job of you know keeping the puck out of the net altogether. D3 men's hockey will start very soon. They start uh, October 29th, so we don't have any scores yet for then. But in that weekend, UWSP... The uh, preseason number eight team will be playing number 13th, St. Uh, Norbert. <clears throat> so that's an in-state rivalry, all right? So those are two of the best, best of the best. they got great histories, several national championships each. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Stout will open up at home against Bethel. UW River Falls, the number 21-ranked River Falls, will be playing at Finlandia. So great. Um, Eau Claire actually opens up as the number four team in the country. Uh, in terms of other, I don't see that they actually have a game that week. I think they start the following week. St. Olaf will be starting at Northland. Uh, Lawrence and will be starting off at Gustavus Adolphus. And UW Superior, Aaron, your school, they'll be starting off at St. Scholastica, the Saints. Because, you know, Minnesota school team names. Uh, lastly, continuing with our, you know, Wisconsin women's sports are saving Wisconsin right now kind of feel. Wisconsin Volleyball yes. gets two big wins this week. They beat Iowa uh, 25-21, 25-15, and 28-26. Iowa rallied big in that last uh, set, but they did not get any wins. 3-0. Uh, Badgers came out even in the blocks, 5-5. That's one of the big stats that seems to hurt the Badgers um, when when they did get that one loss against Maryland, that and the unforced errors. Um, Julia Orzal actually led the team in kills with 13 in this game. Uh, Grace Loberg and Dana Retke each had nine. Um, and Lauren Barnes gets 13 digs. Julia Orzel also 10 digs and 13 kills in that game. That's a pretty good all-around game for, for Julia. Lauren Barnes is just a fantastic uh, libero. She's been doing a great job all year. She, I think she now has the Badger record for digs. Uh, they then get to play Illinois again. Illinois took the first set. Illinois did. The unranked Illinois took them uh, 25-27. But then the Badgers took the next three. You'll like this. 
25-20, and then, Aaron, 25-9. Yikes, another, <laughs> another single digit. 25-15. That one was incredible. It was something like 8-6 at one point, and then Wisconsin just just put the hammer down and Still just started wrapping them off. Huh? Just started tearing it apart. They had a couple aces in there. It was fantastic. They lose the blocks 10 to 12, but uh Ratke ends up with 15 uh kills, Loberg with 13, and Devin Robinson shows up today with uh 10 in this game. Barnes again leading with 15 digs, Orzol with 12, and Izzy Ashburn gets 10. Then the coming week on the 15th, they'll play another at, great name. Yeah. Izzy Ashburn. Izzy like Ashburn's a great name. They're good names. Um, they'll be playing at Michigan State on the 15th and at Michigan on the 16th. After that, the following week, they'll be playing Ohio State. So a couple ones here more that they should be winning, but fantastic week again for women's volleyball. That team is great. That atmosphere is electric. Watch them. They are on the Big Ten Network. Uh, I sat and watched some of it with my daughters. That's fantastic. My daughters will never be tall enough to play on those teams unless they become really good liberos because, uh, wow, those are those are some tall ladies, but they are fantastic. And Dana Recky hey. is just incredible. Yeah. Speaking of volleyball, I watched some uh, live volleyball last week, and I was going to make a correction to myself. Uh, last week I was reporting how expensive UW uh, uh, volleyball games are to go to. Uh, apparently you don't use SeatGeek for uh, college uh, small college games. If you go on the UW website, you can get yeah. face value tickets, no problem. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of that's a that's a lot of entrepreneuring uh, college <laughs> kids that get the college rate and then put it on uh, uh, um, SeatGeek.com. Anyway, so I went to a game this last week, John. Okay. Between between Janesville Parker and Madison Lafayette. Oh, okay. And the setter of the freshman team was one Bree Wreath, uh, our friend Tammy's daughter. Oh, nice. Who who was who was an infant when we deployed with her? Oh, yeah, she's on the she's on the me. freshman team now. So in the setter, and uh, yeah, they corrected me on uh, uh, where to where to look at uh, her and her husband. Uh, uh, straightened me out on where to go two for tickets instead of going oh, yeah. through seat geek. So it's not yeah. that expensive. Get out to a volleyball game. It's good for your kids. So yeah. Bree's a really good setter, by the way. She's good. excellent. Fantastic. So. Well, I, hopefully we can see her at some point, but yeah. Um, thank you everybody for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. We're rolling through it this week to get you just the one episode, but thank you for joining us again. You can follow this show at Scotty Johnny pod. You can follow me at not so humble host and you can follow aaron at cheddar talk remember every week you gotta uh, subscribe download listen rate and review us get us those five-star reviews to help other people find the podcast but also remember whether you're on the town or on the go it is always on wisconsin and remember ron dane found our podcast this has been the scotty johnny podcast remember to find the boys on twitter at scotty johnny one or online at scottyjohnny.com thanks for listening and on wisconsin